0: Alright, let's go on with this. Um, uh, First of all, I just picked a drink called, uh, like a tea that's called in Vietnam here, Jada. It's some green tea and it's like very special to Vietnam. Really like it, really enjoy it, and that's the drink I'm having right now with this recording. yeah best um tastes best when it's chilled when it's cool Uh, usually people just add some ice cubes and um, it's like some green tea keeps me awake Um, tastes good tastes fresh uh, very good beverage highly recommended and um, yeah with that uh, being said i will start with the ajang loop documentary documentary documentation if you will i uh, went by bus from hanoi um, to hajang city by bus um the it was like a sleeper bus, so i was able to get some hours of sleep but those buses are more suited to asian people uh, so it's if you're a tall person, it might be a little harder to sleep because there's just so much leg room, and uh, yeah, you have to do some moves with your legs in order to feel comfortable. But whatever. Um, yeah, the bus ride took seven hours, and after I arrived uh, to Ajang City to the bus station. I uh, didn't know yet where to go because I didn't book a hostel or a homestay in advance. But I um I was thinking about it again to share a ride with some people and uh there were th- there were three girls that um w- were on their way to some hostel and I joined them. Um yeah. Not really important, but uh, one of the girls was Canadian and uh, two others were Germans, and uh, I asked them uh, what's the best place where to go if you want to do the Hajang Loop, because before in Hanoi, I I basically had no idea what to do, and I met there some guy from Israel, and he told me where what's um what's interesting and he told me go to Sapa and to the Ajang Loop so uh, I did that and yeah I didn't I didn't just uh, like I said before I didn't know where to start so I asked the girls and they said the way to go is uh, to go to the Jasmine Hotel, Jasmine Hotel or Hostel or Homestay I don't really remember but I, th- I think it, it was Jasmine Hostel um, and that's uh, where I also went the next day after I did some research online and some other like many backpackers recommended to go to the Jasmine hostel and because it it supposedly has good bikes uh, they have uh, insurance for their bikes to, you get a kind of a license for the loops in case if the police um, yeah, stops you you just have something to prove and yeah you're sa- on the safe side you don't need to bribe them they know who you are like they they know that you're doing the loop um by Jasmine hostel no there's no trouble at all involved and yeah that's uh what i did the next day i went to Jasmine hostel and started the loop and uh, i also met the girls there again and they were also part of a big group of people i think it was like uh, probably around 20 people or so starting the tour um there were some guides i if i recall correctly like four or five uh, guides from jasmine hostel who drove with us uh experienced riders they know the terrain they knew where to go i just thought okay let's um yeah let's do it like this Uh, So I don't have to worry about where to go, but I can focus on the riding because it's a, yeah, officially it's called Hajang Extreme North Motorbike Loop. So you could just focus on riding without having any issues, without having to focus on a map or so, even though uh, in retrospect, uh, the path or the route was pretty simple. But anyways uh, I, th- I figured it was a good start and yeah as I said 20 people or more um, with people from all over Europe and yeah lots of lots of British people and it was really cool like the just the start already was stunning after one hour riding you were in the most Beautiful mountains with a really, yeah, with a really breath breathtaking landscape. And yeah, the the first day, we already had to pass some uh, rocky road roads um, with, like, uh, there were some construction sites, and uh, there. There there were some rocks on the road, and we had to. Uh, drive over it was a little off-road anyways pretty cool um, quite technical but fun so on the motorbike there and the first night we stopped in Yenmin at a new uh, homestay I yeah it was family operated I, if I remember correctly, it was called Bang Bong Hostel, and I had a very good conversation with the son or some relative of the family of the owner, and he was asking me lots of questions how he could uh, how they could attract more customers because their hostel is was located on like a little further away from the main road and people wouldn't necessarily go there immediately and also he told me that uh, their prices are higher and it's harder to convince people. Um, yeah I, I told him some basics on human behavior I think uh, but I um, also told him how he should use Instagram and work with uh, Google Maps reviews, TripAdvisor reviews and all that stuff. And he was really grateful for that. I actually promised him to text back and uh, I would definitely do it. uh, I will definitely do it uh, right after recording this uh, that I will get back to him and maybe write him some more things on Facebook Messenger how, how they could market their place better for tourists because they re- heavily rely on tourism. The their place was really new, um, everything was in like very very good shape. The hospitality was great. The prices, were their prices were cheap. Um, I think it was like around nine or ten dollars per night, but other homestays around the area are maybe one or two for a bunk bed. So, yeah, it's um hard to compete um sometimes against price, like against these uh super competitive prices, but I told them um, yeah to convince people with their quality with their new newly built place it was only six months old at the time um yeah uh definitely. A place I can recommend Um, he was very curious he was very eager to learn English his English was very good already so yeah and on the second day we went to the to a pass I forgot the name Uh, but where you we've been able to see China from Vietnam so there was it was like a little steep hike and then you were able to watch from the Vietnamese side um China and this this night we stayed in a, at a place called Miu Vac in a resort and that place was also really new it was super big resort actually they had also bunk beds but bunk beds here in the loop are not the same as you would necessarily think about in europe or so so in homestays do you sleep with a group of people in some room but it's usually some more open and bigger space and you have single beds and you have like more your own space if if someone is moving in the bed you don't necessarily hear or feel it uh feel your bed moving so uh, it's much better actually than traditional bunk beds i would say and yeah as mentioned we stayed in a place called meal and resort and it was huge it was really huge and the view there also from like in the mountains in the mountain area was also super stunning um yeah really really cool and yeah the next day because we were all the time driving with a big group of people i honestly got a little sick of driving with a big group of people because we were so many and it had like a feeling of mass tourism and i felt that the authenticity i experienced before on in my other Vietnam trip in the south was a little missing like it it felt kind of like mass tourism and it just didn't feel right at this point to do that so I decided to get up a little earlier at MioVac and move on by myself enjoy the route myself the roads are so cool the views are stunning i with a big group of people it was also sometimes hard to just stop somewhere and just take a break whenever you like and take a photo of the incredible landscape because everywhere in the jungle you would have a super nice landscape and you it just feels hard to get I could almost feels impossible to get to get sick of the view because it's so incredible everywhere. And yeah, I moved on that day, eight, seven or eight a.m. And man, after I just like one or two hours of driving, I i wanted to stop somewhere for breakfast and there was a cafe also on on the mountains and you you were looking down the valley and the view there was so incredible and i um i had the same drink that i had right now that i have right now uh, called cheddar with the with an incredible view and some instant noodle soup with vegetables and egg that was also really really good for an instant noodle soup and yeah I think at this, at this time it felt like the right decision to move on by myself and after after the pit stop at at the cafe I mentioned I moved on to a place called Dugia or as I learned like locals call it. And I went through this place and tried to find a homestay. I didn't book anything in in advance. And also the places that we stayed at before with a big group of people were already pre-booked or a recommended thing by the Jasmine Hotel. I think it's uh, a little commission business. The guides who drove with us they also slept there for free, as far as I know, and they also stayed there, like they didn't have to pay anything, and um, they also got salary. So, I think it was, it's somehow, like commission business related. It's super fine to me, um, but yeah, uh, this uh, like uh, now in Dugia or Dusia I had to find a place by myself, and I didn't book anything because of the previous. Areas I knew, there were there would be plenty of homestays, and I would I would find some space without any problem. So I tried to find a place, that looks nice, and I went through the city and. Yeah, I. I've I've been driving to that place through that place. I've seen the main road, like a little market street, and uh, went over a bridge and there I, yeah, I went to the left, and I found a river, like, I found a river in that city, and there were some really nice homestays, so I asked for the prices and checked it out, and at that time, it was around lunch, and I checked into one place where the hospitality of the family was also really great, they didn't really know how to approach customers so uh, their place was also really new everything was shiny everything was still wrapped also funny to see like um the frame of doors and windows many things were still wrapped uh the since it was also a family business the father took care about many things so precisely everything should be super clean and not like shouldn't break yeah it was a little funny to see but also cool and at that time since it was lunch i also decided to have some lunch at their place it was a really good decision really delicious and after lunch the son of the owner he asked me if i want to go to the waterfall and yeah as i handled it all the times and now in vietnam i didn't say no to it i just said yes sure let's go um i'm i'm down for for a swim in the like in the pond of the waterfall and yeah we we jumped from from the rocks in the water and like had good fun and there i also met a girl or lady called mon who told me that she's the owner of a bar in the city or in the village and I should come by and visit him. And yeah, I thought like, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, and I told her uh, I will come by in the evening after dinner. And then I went to dinner and had lots of rice wine and a family dinner with the family obviously and uh many other guests there were some also like a french lady and her daughter eating and i get i believe some also some german girls and some other tour guides so pretty pretty fun pretty cool we had lots of rice wine too much (laughs) and afterwards i went to the bar and as promised uh, I went there and let me just check my notes oh yeah I had a great time at the bar and I also met the other guys from the Jessamine host uh, hostel tour uh, was funny to see them again and nice had uh, some good chats with them that was pretty pretty cool and yeah then I stayed a few more days in Dujia or Duzia and we returned back or and I returned back to Hajang city and returned my bike which was a honda blade it's a scooter semi-automatic and it was reliable it did its job sometimes i felt a lack of power but anyways, anyways it was a cool bike it was cheap to buy fuel it was reliable no major issues I definitely definitely recommend it and yeah pretty cool mm so and after doing the loop now the Ajang loop I in retrospect now I would recommend doing it with a smaller group of people but maybe start with a group or like two or three friends I would not necessarily recommend to go on these rocky roads on the bike by yourself in case you get an accident because also truck drivers and bus drivers drive a little crazy in these small roads they were just Definitely speed and just sometimes hunk the horn and overtake you. So for security, I would at least go with one or two people. Mm. Another thing could be your bike brakes, and you like if you would have someone with a spare bike, it always helps, or if you run out of gas, someone can get could get some more. So, so it's always helpful if you go with with them with more people or uh, yeah with a guide but i would recommend with a smaller group the Jasmine hostel guides were very great and the bikes were were in very good condition uh but somehow i don't know the this big amount of people in a yeah, this this big group of people, like twenty people and like starting with twenty people and a like a tour like this is just too it's just too like it cause, can cause too many problems and like i said i've I felt that I couldn't stop any everywhere where I wanted to stop myself the experience is worse. It feels like mass tourism. And I think the better Vietnam experience is if you do it by yourself with a small group of people, not a big one. Um, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I uh, definitely highly recommend to do the Hajang Loop. If you are in the northern part of Vietnam or if you are in Vietnam do it um wonderful scenery great people and yeah it's just it's just been nice definitely recommended it. it's super affordable I think anyone We'll be able to afford it, so any anyone who made it to vietnam <laughs> so it's 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 not it's not super expensive i think for the tour itself i how much did I pay like maybe twelve bucks twelve 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 euros not twelve dollars twelve euros per day, i think uh, including the homestay, drinks, food. Usually food is included, um, and for the bike itself, I paid for five days, I think, or four days. I think it was like ten dollars per day. So also five, five or ten dollars per day. Definitely affordable. It's. Um, it's a great experience. Honestly, I I, I think if you can ride a bike do it i wouldn't recommend people to just hop on a bike and do this as your first tour learn how to ride a bike learn how to ride a bike safely uh get the proper technique maybe get uh, or i would i would recommend to get uh, to do driving classes in europe before or in the us or wherever you come from do driving, proper driving classes and then go to Vietnam, do the Ha Giang Loop and enjoy the fucking adventure.